Welcome to the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Good morning, church. It's nice to be home. I had no clue what 2019 had in store for me, but I want to honor and thank my senior pastors who have natured me and prepared me for the season that I am in currently, where I am called to go to different places to speak and preach. And they told me it would be seven, eight years ago that you will go. You will go to different places, you will do different things. And I was like, I like it to be home. So it's nice when I have a Sunday when I'm home, I'm comfortable, I'm free to be me because everybody knows what kind of person I am. So it's exciting to be home today. And what an awesome time of worship we had today. I love the way we worship, but I'm seeing the great facets of God as I go out there and I'm seeing it's like I'm having a a view of the kingdom as a whole. And I'm excited for what God is doing here because now when I see what is happening here in conjunction with what is happening as a whole, I get the opportunity to see the kingdom of God. Amen. Because sometimes when you are in a place, you just get to say our church, but we are doing kingdom life. We are doing kingdom life as Casey City Church. And we play our part because it is a big, big, vast kingdom. It is a big kingdom. I don't know if you have an understanding of the picture of a kingdom because we know governments, we know, uh, but a kingdom has got a different way of running things. And as part of a kingdom, I'm, I hope you can understand what I'm talking about. When we're talking about a kingdom, it means there is a king right. that is reigning over that kingdom. And we are currently, as a church pastor has just told us that we are currently talking about the power of the gospel. The power of the gospel. There is gospel, right? But there is power in the gospel. So don't confuse the two. There is the gospel, then the power of the gospel. So in our kingdom, When we begin to speak, share, we can talk about certain things different to other kingdoms. Amen? Our king is different. I will give you an example because I happen to have been born and raised in a nation where we had a kingdom that came and superimposed their way of doing in our life. But the kingdom of God is different because it doesn't superimpose, it invites us. The kingdom that I experienced said you become subject, but this kingdom that we belong to says you become kings too. It's different. And I hope you can understand what we are doing now as Casey City Church as part of the kingdom. Remember I said the kingdom is vast, it's huge, but we all have a place in the kingdom. It's a kingdom of what? Kings, not subjects. It's a different kingdom. 
So when we get this kingdom, the kingdom came with a way of speaking and a way of language that was challenging those who were used to a kingdom that had subject. It was challenging because all the other kings they had known would subject them. They would not uplift them. That's why our gospel has got power. Because when it comes, it says, rise up, Cresta. You are no longer a subject of anyone, but you have become holy because I am holy. Amen. That's good. That's the kingdom that we belong to. It's a kingdom that lifts us up. That is the power of the gospel. So when he comes and says, but Cresta, remember, you left that yesterday. Cresta has got to tell him that, hey, where I belong now, I am holy and I'm forgiven. The kingdom that we were familiar with used to say you are guilty found guilty of course in our kingdom we may be found guilty but the king says I have acquitted them not guilty because there is a mercy seat in this kingdom that is why our gospel is powerful it has got everything for everyone no limit there is nothing that anyone can say against you that the king will not say I have covered And I have come to say to you this morning, my brothers and sisters, it's time that we become conscious of the power of the gospel and believe the power that is in the gospel. Believe it. Because it's not good to say something and not believe it. For if we do not believe it, we will not benefit from it. The gospel is powerful because it comes from a word that is a doing word, but the foundation of this kingdom is love. The other, found, the other kingdoms had different foundations. The foundation, I have worked in the building industry. The type of building you're going to build will be determined by the foundation that you lay. So our kingdom and our gospel is powerful because of its foundation. And when I talk about love, you may be confused because of the other kingdom you came from. Because the type of love they had there was different from the one that we have in the kingdom of God. Amen? Are you with me? Don't sleep with me. I want you to be awake. I want you to hear what I'm saying because this is very key for where we are going. If we are going to go out and speak about this gospel, we must be certain about certain things. We must be confident about certain things that whenever you go into a place, your gospel comes with power and that power will dismantle any other power that was ruling in that place. Let's go into the word of God where Jesus himself came to tell the disciples and those of his time about this gospel 
the gospel of good news. It is good news. It is good news. Do you agree? It is good news, church. Because sometimes we hear these things and they, they become too familiar, but we are not comprehending it. Does that make sense? There is a difference when you comprehend something, you run with it. The reason why the church is not running with evangelism is because we do not comprehend the good news. But today I'm challenging you as the church that it's time that we get into the word, we believe the word, we act upon the word, and we wait for the word to perform because it is a word that performs. It does not return to him void. It doesn't. It doesn't. It will perform. Amen? Let's read the word of God from John chapter 15. John chapter 15. I'll read from verse 9. It says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my, abide, abide in my love, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You do not, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you shall go and bear fruit and that you shall bear much fruit. And you shall bear much fruit that should remain. Amen. So Jesus has been with the disciples for a while. And now he is telling them that, hey, you were used to a kingdom where you were servants. You were used to a kingdom where you were not, but I have come to show you that you are no longer servants. We are now friends. Remember at the beginning, I said the kingdom that we come to, we become just as the king. Because the king qualifies us. The king gives us his nature. Amen? Born of an uncorruptible seed. Amen? Which means we have the capacity not to sin because of the new birth that we have received. Amen? Amen? So, 
Jesus is giving them a direct explanation of how this is going to work. He says, listen, in this kingdom that we are in, I get emotional when I think about this. That we are loved. That's the first thing. He says, we are loved. We are loved, according to his word. He says, listen, the Father has loved me and I have loved you. Abide in me. What does it mean to abide? It means we stay together. Abide in me. Don't let the world take you out there. Stay with me. Stay with me. Why was it important for him to say stay with me? Because he knew that they would not see him physically. Because they'd been used to being with him physically. So he says abide. Stay with me. And my love. And he then says in order for us to abide we are to obey the commandment. Remember they were used to how many commandments? Ten commandments. But he presents to them only which commandment? In this, he says, and this is my commandment, that you love one another. If we go to Matthew, we know that the Sadducees and the Pharisees came to him. And they asked him, which one of the commandments is the most important commandment? What was his answer? He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your strength and all your soul. And the second one is the most important. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jesus again is emphasizing that there is now one commandment that I have come to fulfill. And you have the capacity to walk in that commandment because you are now in me. Amen. You are now in me. You are not just Larry yourself. You are just, we are together. That's why the gospel is powerful. When you go out, you are not just Tendai anymore. It's Tendai in Christ. Amen. Amen. When I go out, it's no longer the Zimbabwean girl. It's the Zimbabwean girl in Christ. Amen. That's what makes the gospel powerful. We go knowing who we are and who we are representing. So I'm no longer relying on my own strength. I'm relying on the strength of the foundation that I am standing on. That this foundation is full of love. What kind of love is this foundation? Because there are too many kinds of love out there. That we are so familiar with and we may confuse the foundation of this love we are talking about. Let's go to the word of God in 1 John chapter 4 verse 18. He says there is no greater love even in John 15 than this one where you lay your life. Whew, that's the difficult part about this one. That I have to lay my life for a brother. But it's not me. He did it for us. Amen. 
He did that. He was trying to show us that I have laid the foundation. I have paid the price. I have laid my life as the foundation for you to walk upon. You getting it, church? 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts away fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Amen? What then does that say if ever I step out and I begin to experience fear, am I still on the same foundation? Come on, talk to me. If I start to feel some fear, am I still standing on the same foundation? Why not? Okay. What do you guys think here? If I begin to experience fear, am I still in love? Yes. Okay. What do you guys say? That's good. Because remember, I am in this world, but not of this world. So if I walk into a place and the atmosphere has got fear, I will feel it. But I don't subject myself to it. I have to take hold of the foundation that I have and say, come on. The atmosphere is filled with fear. But the kingdom I come from does not give me fear. So I refuse to subject myself to the fear that I am experiencing in this place. That is a key thing we need to have if we are going to carry the gospel. Because we are carrying the gospel to other kingdoms that have not yet experienced the kingdom that we have experienced. Amen? So when we go into those kingdoms, we will feel we will feel the things that are there. And sometimes, because we are not conscious, we will pull back. That, oh, it's not comfortable. Fear is never comfortable. We will feel it, but we will address it. Because our kingdom does not give us that spirit. We know that this is not of the kingdom. And we then say in the name of Jesus, because he said, now that you abide in me, whatever you ask the Father in my name, it shall be done to, for you. So when I walk into an environment and I begin to feel the fear, I address the fear and I say, I come in the name of Jesus and I declare and decree that fear is not my portion and I subdue you to the leadership of my king, that fear you must go. Automatically, when I say that, those who have been living under that atmosphere begin to experience this atmosphere of my kingdom where there is perfect love. Amen? That way we will take the gospel far when we know that we are perfected in love because all the other kingdoms operate in fear. 
they don't operate in love. Every other kingdom operates in fear. That's why they subject each other. This kingdom is not afraid to acknowledge that he's a king, she's a king, she's a king, because there's room for enough kings, kings and priests. Amen? Church, what am I saying? I hope this is not doing in your head. Uh, I'm trying to simply, are you getting me? What I'm saying is, if we are going to carry this gospel, we need to experience the love of the Father. Because for some of us, maybe we haven't experienced it. It's just word. But we need to experience it for ourselves. If I've not given you the experience, you cannot know it. Amen? I can tell you about Zimbabwe. I can tell you about the flavors and how we cook and how it tastes. But until you've had the experience, you're at another level. Amen? You agree with me? Yeah. Okay, church. I think we need to activate some love today. The love of the kingdom. Not as the world, that love that the Father gave us. The love that cast away fear. Amen? We need it. We said we are here for you as we were singing the new song. Are we really here for him? Are we? Because we all sing that song. So if we are here for him, we should experience him. We should taste him. We should know what it's like to be loved by the Father's love. Amen? We should know beyond the shadow of the doubt that I am loved by God. No questions. So certain that we are loved by God. Amen? Amen. Shall we stand? What are some of the things that we could do to know that we are loved by God? Those who know the love of the Father. Those who are certain that they are loved and nothing will stop them. How many of us here are holy? If you are holy, lift up your hand. We are all holy. Amen? The number one way is what Pastor Larry was doing when he was making us come by here, Lord. You have to invite him. Because remember I said this kingdom does not superimpose himself. He's here in our midst right now. There are ministering angels surrounding us right now. But he is a gentle king. He chose you all. All of us are chosen. We are all chosen. Now, Father, I just want to thank you that your love is tangible. Your love is real. Lord, I pray that your sons and daughters this morning will comprehend this because we have, you have called us to take the gospel. The gospel of love. In a world where there are so many kinds of love. Lord, we want to know the type of love that we, and so we are so certain and the world can see the difference we bring. Father, even as we worship you right now, I know that you dwell in the praises of your people. We choose to praise you in this time, that you would fill us in this place. 
you would touch our hearts that we would experience that love the love that gives us boldness the love that gives us courage the love that gives us certainty that we shall not fail oh father i just want to thank you for my brothers and sisters that they would taste your goodness and your love your love never fails lord we sing that but can we comprehend it father can we comprehend it father we don't want to give you lip service anymore we want the experience with the demonstration of the power of the gospel We open up our hearts to you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. We open up our hearts, oh Lord. Fill our hearts with this love. This love that maybe even our parents did not know of. This love that we are probably looking for in different and wrong places, oh God. We all have a vacuum for it, oh God. We all long for it because you are love and we are made in your image. Oh Father. Oh my Father. Manifest yourself on your children this morning. Not that we heard about it, but we can say we tasted and we have seen this love this love this love that Jesus told his disciples that if we abide in you we will lay our lives to our brothers and sisters this love that will give us the confidence to speak in places where no one else will speak oh god for your kingdom's sake. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We acknowledge your presence in this place this morning. As we have taken a step to stand, we stand in honor of you. We stand in a heart of worship, oh God. That today you fill our hearts with this love. Transform our minds to know that we may know this kind of love. The love that will disperse any form of fear that is haunting us day and night. Thank you, Lord.